director's hearing. Um, today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. It's now 6 p.m. and this is a regularly scheduled meeting of the director's hearing. Um, thank you for joining us both here and at home. My name is Rachel Diamond. I'm the interim community development director and tonight I am the director of the director's hearing. So I'll be walking you through this meeting. Uh, we do have a number of items on our agenda, which has been posted online and as required by law. Um, the first item on our agenda is public communications. This is a time set aside during the hearing for members of the public to address the hearing officer, which is me, on planning related business other than scheduled agenda items. If you do have a, um, if you would like to speak on a scheduled item that's agendized on tonight's agenda, you can go ahead and wait for that item and, and let our clerk know. Um, but if there's something outside of that, now would be the time. Clerk, do we have any speakers this evening? We do not. Okay, thank you so much. So moving along, we do have a number of items on the consent agenda, um, and that includes three items, and they include the approval of the director's hearing November 30th, 2023 meeting minutes as well as project and number two is project 230462 Harbor Cove Cafe alcohol use permit located at 1867 Spinnaker Drive. That's a request for an alcohol use permit for a type 47, which is on sale general eating place um, liquor license at an existing restaurant, Harbor Cove Cafe on a portion of a 42.3 acre site in the Harbor Commercial District with the land use designation of Harbor Commercial. We also have item number three, project 230468, which is Taqueria Cuernavaca Express, and it's an alcohol use permit. This is located at 607 East Main Street, Unit A. This is a request for an alcohol use permit for a Type 41, which is on sale beer and wine at an eating place at an existing restaurant, Taqueria Cuernavaca Express, on a portion of a 0.27 acre site in the T6.1 urban core zone with a land use designation of specific plan. Before I take action on the consent items, is there any public comment on consent items this evening for items one, two, or three, clerk? No public comments on consent. Okay, thank you so much. Barring any public comment, I'm going to go ahead and approve all of the consent items in one motion um, that's items one, two, and three as read into the record and move all of the recommendations made by staff. So with that, we'll move along to the actual formal agenda. The first item on the formal agenda is number four, project 230417, Metallic Residence Coastal Development Permit located at 2853 Surf Avenue. And we have Tyler with a presentation, Tyler. Yes, thank you. As mentioned, the project presented before you is the McCallock residence at 2853 Surfrider Avenue. For the area is on a 4,356 square foot single family lot in the R1 zoning district. You can go ahead and move to the next slide, please. The site is presently occupied by a two story, 2,030 square foot single family home. Next slide, please. The project involves converting a 153 square foot solarium into a partially enclosed room, which will feature an exterior of cement plaster and three skylights for natural light. The exterior treatment ensures commotion, co cohesion with lap siding and off-white cement plaster matching the existing structure. 
In spite of the remodel, the room size and residence lot coverage will remain unchanged at 153 square feet in terms of area, in terms of area being affected. The proposed exterior and height maintain conformity with the regulations, ensuring an aesthetically pleasing addition. Next slide, please. Above are the height, setback, lot coverage, and parking regulations for R1 single-family regulations, which is what the property is zoned in the Keys area. The proposed use will meet the requirements. Next slide, please. Staff recommends that the director approve the administrative coastal development permit as conditioned. This concludes staff presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Do we have the applicant present this evening? The applicant is available on WebEx. Okay, did the applicant want to make a presentation or were they just available for questions? Available for questions. Okay. Just, you know, taking a look at the application, I really appreciate how thorough the staff report is and I think it really kind of clearly explains everything that we need to know about this application. Um, you know, I think particularly in this in this specific instance, it really seems like a um, there's not a lot of impact related to this project because it's really infill of existing space that feels interior but technically is not interior. Is that your um, is that how you would? That's a that's a fair assessment this? to put it because ultimately the footprint would remain the same. It's just some interior renovations for the most part, which because this ha does a coast does not have a coastal development permit on the property would require this instead of just doing a ministerial minor change. Okay, so if they already had that um, coastal development permit, this would be something ministerial that wouldn't come before a director's hearing? That is correct. Okay, thank you. Um, I've looked through all of the requirements for a coastal development permit. Um, and before I finish, do we have any, um, I'll, I'll close the public hearing, or I'm sorry, after, you let me know, do we have any members of the public who want to speak on this item? We do not. Okay, thank you. Um, so I'll go ahead and close the public hearing. Thank you for your um, responses to those questions. I've looked at the coastal development permit findings. Like I said, um, again, this is really taking unconditioned, uh, what feels like interior space that is unconditioned and making it a conditioned space. Um, so it's almost a technicality that lands us here. Um, and is just a requirement of, of how not only our code works, but how state law works. Um, there's no changes to views. There's no changes to any ability for anyone to enjoy the, the coast as a result of this. And truly, it will feel like a, a non-change to the rest of the community. Um, there's no change in scale and character. It really is just changing exterior wall materials. And really, otherwise, this is in conformance with all applicable provisions of the code. Um, and as such, I will go ahead and approve this application as is conditioned and recommended by staff. So thank you so much. Uh, we'll move on to the next item, which is formal item number five, project 230423, the McCorkle Residence Coastal Development Permit located at 1107 Pittsfield Lane. And this one is also Tyler Walter. Tyler, thank you. Thank you. You can go ahead to the next slide, please. Subject property, as noted, is located at 1107 Pittsfield Lane within the Pierpont community area, specifically within the lanes. On a 3,000 
49 square foot single family lot in the R2B two family beach zoning district. Currently the site is occupied by a one story 761 square foot single family home. Next slide please. The proposed project involves expanding the existing residence by 111 square feet and renovating 174 feet within the existing footprint of the house while removing portions of the rear addition to the backyard to allow for an uncovered concrete patio. With these changes, the property would be in adherence to the lot coverage, setback, and height regulations of R2B zoning. Next slide, please. On the topic of R2B zoning, this table shows the height, setback, lot coverage, and parking regulations for that zoning district, demonstrating how the proposed project is consistent with said zoning requirements. Next slide, please. And with that, staff recommends the director approve the administrative coastal development permit as conditioned, and this concludes staff presentation. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have the applicant here this evening? Would you like to come up and make a presentation? You're available, Sissy's available for questions. Okay, thank you. Um, do we have any members of the public who are interested in speaking on this item? None. Thank you. So no one from the public is here to speak. Um, thank you for your presentation. Um, you know, very similarly, um, this requires an administrative coastal development permit for what's generally a, a very small addition. Is this a similar situation where they don't currently have an existing coastal development permit for the single family home? Yeah, it's similar in that regard. That the changes we could be ministerially done as well, just in a different part of the lanes and a slightly different name of the residence. Thank you. Um, it looks like, um, you know, this 761 square foot residence is going to be increased by 111 square feet. Again, kind of generally maintaining that same footprint and um, not impacting any of the neighbors or anyone's ability to access um, both the, the coast and views of the coast. And is that your assessment of this project, Tyler? Yes, um, it's um, like we were just, just mentioned, it would be a ministerial level review. The changes are quite minimal to say the least, and it wouldn't have any adverse impact to any of the surrounding coastal homes in the lanes. Thank you, Tyler. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and close the public hearing and um, you know, just reiterate again, similar to the last item, as I said, you know, there's no obstruction of public views of the coastline from this proposal. The physical scale and character of the building and the whole area is being maintained. We're adding 111 square feet to maybe one of the smaller homes in this neighborhood um, that will still maintain its smaller feel compared to some of the neighbors. And, um, you know, there's no imposing nature of this proposal into that physical scale and character of the area. Um, further, this, you know, change absolutely meets all other applicable provisions of the municipal code, the 1989 comp plan, which applies in the coastal zone. And like I said, um, our coastal public access and recreation policies are still being maintained with this 111 square foot addition. Um, and as such, because of all of those things, I um, hereby approve this application as recommended by staff and as conditioned in the resolution attached to the item. Thanks, Tyler, and thank you. The next item and last formal, um, formal item on our agenda this evening 
is project 230443, interim fire station number seven, also administrative coastal development permit located at 2269 Alessandro Drive. This is a request for an administrative coastal development permit for the installation of an interim fire station located on a portion of a 2.92 acre site in the general industrial M2 zoning district with a land use designation of existing urban in the coastal zone. And we have Jared. Thank you very much. Um, well, getting going on this one, this site is currently developed with a water softening um, plant that was built in 1953 and decommissioned in 2009. It's also been used as a training facility for the fire department for several years and um, has been identified as potential location for a future fire station number seven in the 2023 fire facility master plan. Access to the site is from a secured gate located at the southern boundary of the site from Alessandro Drive. Currently, the Ventura Fire Department has six stations dispersed throughout the city. And an annual station unit response number of over 2,800 responses per year is considered unsustainable. And the three closest stations to the proposed station number seven, seven all experience over 3,500 unit responses per year. So this seventh fire station's goal is to reduce the impact of the high call volumes and life safety through the improved response times. The interim station would include additional housing for up to eight firefighters, fire apparatus garage, um, and because the city owns the property, no land purchase is necessary. The interim facility consists of two buildings, a prefabricated metal structure for the apparatus bay and a structure for the living quarters. The living quarters consists of seven dorm rooms, one captain's room, four bathrooms, one office, kitchen, dining room, and day room. And the site improvements will consist of bringing all the utilities to the site, some grading, paving, and the construction of a sidewalk along Alessandro Drive. And while the site's topography varies, it is generally in a depressed site, so which can result in flooding during a major storm event. And so as a result, the building pads for the interim fire station are proposed to be raised approximately two feet. And during the construction, the site desk will be controlled through using the approved BMPs, and work is going to be limited from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and does not include holidays. The uh, project is exempt from CEQA um, through a 15 uh, class three nukes construction exemption, and uh, staff did receive an email um, inquiring about the project, and um, staff is recommending the director approve the administrative coastal development permit as conditioned. And we do have uh, members of public works department and Chief Indaya here as well from the fire department for any of those questions uh, if they're necessary. Thanks. Thank you, Jared. That was very thorough and very interesting. I know people have been very interested in this project and I, I see the chief in the back. I know he's available for questions, so I may have a few questions. Um, Jared, you, you know, similar questions to what I've been asking before. Um, do you anticipate any impact to uh, coastal views or coastal access from this project? No, I do not. 
And is that related to the topography that kind of surrounds the site in that it kind of depresses the, the building into that um, kind of surrounding higher topography? Right, it sits lower than um, Seward Avenue, that which is to the east, and um, to the, uh, there's residents up above on the bluff, but they're well above uh, where any ceiling height or roof height would be for these potential uh, structures. Thank you. Chief, could you come up? I have a few questions for you just about how this will operate. You know, obviously when we look at something like a coastal, um, an administrative coastal development permit, we're really looking at the findings that are necessary to be made to issue that permit. And I think there are always a, a ton of questions about how things operate, um, and they do contribute to um, you know, making sure that we can meet all those findings. Um, I thought Jared was really thorough in kind of the overall description, but could you tell me a little bit more, how many people do you anticipate working here at one time? The current plan will be for what's called a medic rescue engine for a total of four firefighters at any given time. And then of course about 20 to 30 minutes every 48 hours there'll be eight because four will be leaving and four will be coming on. And so is it important to have those eight individual rooms so that you can have that turnover and time to um, kind of uh, clean up the rooms for the next shift? It's turnover, but it's also, when I say for expansion, I don't mean permanent. Um, like when we have some of the weather we've had recently, when we have red flag warnings, we upstaff. And when we upstaff, we upstaff around the clock. So all of our stations, many, oh, four out of the six right now, we have to double people up. And what we're planning for is if we ever have to add a unit during a red flag warning, a storm, a surge like we had, we would have the additional dormitories to have staff on, on site. Um, at no point do we really plan on having eight there at one time. Would, this, would uh, the inclusion of this site as a fire station make this the fastest response time to get to the beach? At least it, the beach adjacent? In, in this area, um, when we've presented, we have heat maps for heat maps on where our current six stations are, and response times are obviously one of the big ones. Um, in this area, this is one of what we call our, our red zones where we have our longest response times, which is why this site has been designated as one potential site for a permanent 50-year you know, facility. Um, that was hashed out a lot during the council meetings about the cost and, and trying to see if this is a good site. Um, and a, as you well know, right around this station, right abutted on all sides of it, there's about five major projects either entitled or currently underway <laughs> Um, that they would be the first responders for all in medical and fire emergencies to that location as well. And do you anticipate doing additional, I know right now you do a lot of training on this site. Yes. Uh, do you anticipate maintaining that training for other stations to use this site for or will that go away? No, we would, we would continue to use it as our training site. Okay. To be honest, most fire departments, their training facilities are on the same parcel as a fire station. And then we've never really had a dedicated, I mean, you've probably seen most fire facilities, training sites have towers, large towers for you know above floor training and all that. And we kind of honestly have worked with this, this pad as our training site. Since I've been, I, I was a rookie firefighter at the same site. So we've trained there you know, all 12 months a year. Um, and when we do go down there, we, have, we respect the neighbors. We, you know, throughout with noise and everything else, we do our best and if we ever, cut up cars, we make sure they're towed away in timely fashion so they don't just sit there. 
Great, thank you so much. You're welcome. So with that, I'd like to open up um, public comment. Do we have any public comment for this item? We have one public speaker, Amy Cherry. Amy, welcome. <laughs> nice to see you up there. Yeah. Um, hi, Jared. Um, I wasn't gonna speak, but um, I just thought it important to know that the people on Vista Del Mar were full support of this project. Um, it's a great idea, it's fun to watch. Um, and that's pretty much it. At least like the first six people on the street are 100% behind it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your comments, Amy. Um, you know, uh, and with that, I'll close the public hearing. Um, you know, again, I think there's so many different issues involved in this type of project that we sometimes get away from what the permit is before us today. And it's really my job in approving a coastal development permit to look at the findings that are required for that type of permit. Um, and I think that that's really important to state for the public to understand that we're not looking at kind of a lot of these outside issues. Um, that being said, this um, addition of this fire station is, is clearly needed in our community and I think will help to close a, a pretty big gap for us. Um, but as far as coastal development permits go, um, as Jared stated, there's no obstruction of public views of the coastline, views from any road or any public recreation area. This isn't going to negatively impact people's ability to enjoy the ocean or access to the ocean. And I would posit that having this service actually further enhances our ability to enjoy this area now and into the future as we deal with additional, um, you know, climate events um, and weather events that we're experiencing. Um, and, um, you know, as I think one of the, the extremely positive things about this project is that we're only building what we need right now. And um, sometimes there's an overbuild of these types of projects in order to plan for 50 years from now. And because of the interim nature of this, we're able to kind of minimize the scale of it. And as a result, you really have a, um, a very small scale project that really is not changing the physical scale and character of the neighborhood at all. If anything, um, you know, neighboring buildings are, are still much larger than this project and I think um, also help maintain the, the scale in the area. Um, similarly, this uh, development is in conformance with all required provisions of the municipal code and once again that 1989 comprehensive plan that's still in play in the coastal zone, not for long. And um, this development is absolutely permitted excuse me, by the comprehensive plan and this type of service is specifically outlined as something that we want to make sure is enhanced um, not only in the coastal zone but throughout the city when we look at um, public safety. So with that, I will go ahead and approve um, case CDP 10-23-0046 as described in the staff report and as conditioned with the resolution that is in the packet. So thank you for that one. Thank you, Jared. Um, with that, that is the end of our regularly scheduled formal item program. And the next item is staff communication. Um, of which I have none this evening. Um, and so with that, I will go ahead and adjourn the director's hearing of January 25th, 2024. Thank you so much, both in the audience and at home, and thank you so much, staff. We really appreciate you. Have a great day.